Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Bring me charcuterie, I'll speak Less rudely, just bring some food to me And I'll change my mood, baby Angry and snappy mood is real crappy But I can be an angel If a donut you will dangle Chipsticks, chicken strips Bring me snacks and I'll be less pissed If you make me gourmet My stink tube will float away Chipsticks, chicken strips Bring me snacks and I'll be less pissed If you make me Good evening, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. This is a late night version of the drop. What in the world? It's about 60 minutes or so, a little less now till midnight. So, unless you're joining us live right now in the stream team, it's probably Friday, May 20th by the time you're watching or listening to this podcast. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, here in the yard, we got Tass Mellis. What's up, fellas? What's up, Tassie? We got our Top Shot Hot Boy. He loves the hockey right now. Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey. 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 The international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. <clears throat> and uh, last, <laughs> certainly not least, who appears to be sitting... At the actual desk where we usually do the show in the Classic Factory, it's JD. That's right. I'm under the big lights. It's it's weird over here, you guys. Very weird. <laughs> Different. What is everything okay with your uh, corner of the the Classic Factory? Oh, you know, I was having some issues, so I tore everything apart, and then uh, I look up at Slack, and you're like, "Let's start now," and I'm like, "Uh oh." So here I am on my laptop. Hearing you in the studio compared to us in our own rooms, uh, it just makes me want to say to, um, who was it that insulted us about the foam padding and how it wasn't doing anything? Was it Peter? Uh, Derek, it was Derek. Derek. Oh, Derek, yeah, you, the yeah. dastardly Derek. Yeah, I just want to say to Derek, bug off, man. Do you listen? Are you listening right now to, to JD and how much better he sounds than the rest of us? Derek? Studio Come sounds on, Derek. great. Come on. You're still listening, Derek? <laughs> There's Dear no way Derek's still Derek. listening. Uh, um, shout out to the stream team. Again, joining us live here. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Email in your questions. No dunks at theathletic.com. If you're a Survivor fan, too, we did a no buffs today. That was in the Classic Factory. TK, JD, and myself talking about last night's episode. Uh, so get, go check that out over on no buffs. It's on YouTube page. And, uh, yeah, we are right into the drop here. This is... Uh, not me just doing an immediate reaction to the game. This is everybody here. And it's a straight-up drop. We got Tweet of the Night. We got Rapid Fire. We're going to do a little beach-stepping, for crying out loud. Great question about which players have most underperformed in the postseason. Um, but we got to start with the game. I guess that's the reason why most people are here. <laughs> we got another stinker, game. Uh Final score, it's official now. Celtics 127 Heat 102, so Eastern Conference all tied up at one game apiece. But the blowouts, tasks, this is sort of nuts now. We've had 
the Warriors, Celtics, Heat now, Mavs, Suns, and Bucks all basically blown out in playoff games over the last like eight days. Very short window. And we've yet to have a close conference finals game. So let's get into it. Let's break it down. Uh, what do you think of uh, the Celtics' domination here tonight? Well, Celtics were confident out of the gate. Obviously, getting back their two starters in Marcus Smart and Al Horford, they didn't have in game one. But how confident were they that Celtics backup point guard Peyton Pritchard comes in, scores and does the too small <laughs> to the Heat bench, to Tyler Hero, to everybody who's bigger than him because he's the tiniest guy? Across the board, uh, they thought that they could do what they did to the Bucks last round here in Game 2 against the Heat. They did the exact same thing, convincing wins for the Bucks and the Heat in Game 1 of both those series. And in the first half of both those games, the Celtics won by 25, so they were super confident. And I thought uh, they made a, you know, a, a quick little adjustment. In Game 1, the Celtics were flying, uh, but then Tyler Hero came in and saved the game for the Heat, and I think they did a better job on Hero. They didn't just drop uh, after one possession where, where they you know, had a foul. Jalen Brown kind of hit him. Al Horford was up on him. They, they played Al to stop him, and that really slowed down Hero. And Marcus Smart just, he gave him a bit of their identity back, and he just wouldn't turn over the ball. Remember in game one, they kept turning that thing over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Celtics just didn't in this game. They had seven turnovers basically before uh, garbage time started there. And Smart was great from the first possession, that incredible pass where he got underneath the hoop and passed it above the arc for a Jalen Brown three and then setting Robert Williams up on the next pass. I mean, uh, this, that was an out of this world Marcus Smart experience. Let's just <laughs> let's just go there. He went behind the backboard and hit an and one. Uh, <laughs> what what? And then he dropped Max Struess with uh, the, the classic NBA carry dribble, and uh, the Celtics bench went crazy. So they got uh, some of their heart back in Marcus Smart, and uh, you know just to, to jump to the end because there's not a, to me. I'll, I'll I'll let you guys talk, but I'm worried about the Heat losing a bit of their heart. I know. P.J. Tucker came back from an ankle injury in game one, but now he's got another knee contusion, and that sucks. Uh, mm. He had to leave this game, and, and I say that because they've got to play harder. They've got to play uh, a tenacious defense, and I mean, he is such a key to that. Even even as good as they are across the board, with especially with Noel Lowry, him being out would be a big factor in game three. So no update on that, but uh, that's a big Big, big, big factor for me uh, going into game three. I'll stop there. Lee, was this, especially when you look at the box score, the perfect Marcus Smart game? (laughs) Uh, You know, with 24 points on 8 of 22 shooting, you know. Hit five threes, though. Was perfect at the line, 3 of 3. 12 assists, 9 rebounds, so he nearly had the triple-double. 3 steals, Tass said it, he only turned the ball over once, had a block as well. He had the highlights that Tass pointed out, but let's not forget... The around the back on the fast break and completely botching uh, uh, what should have been a, a very simple layup. Um, I mean, this was like, this had it all. I think the only thing we were missing was maybe like a really blatant flop from Smart. I don't really remember a, a bad one in this game. I think that's it. Um, I thought he did go down on, on one play, but uh, <laughs> it was such a big margin, really. It didn't didn't make a huge difference in a game like this. So, uh he was great. I mean, you've got to give him his credit. When Marcus Smart does play well like this, it usually has an impact, a positive impact on his team. And it was awesome tonight. I mean, 
he was their MVP. But I think if you, you just have to look at that box score, uh, the three-point shooting. They finished 20 for 40, but they hit so many early on. They're 21 for 23 from the free throw line. And combined, they only had nine turnovers. And Jason Tatum had three. But I think overall, and, and Van Gundy pointed this out on the broadcast as well, Jason Tatum's decision-making tonight, I thought, was just much quicker, much better. It was like if he recognized any more pressure defense, boom, that ball was moving. You saw very early on he had a gorgeous pass where he found Al Horford in the corner for three and knocked that one in. But I just think they came in, obviously, like realizing, hey, listen, we probably outplayed the Heat for most of the game the other night, but we didn't, we, you know, we got pounded in the end. If we can raise our level and play to that high same same level most of this game, we're probably going to win. I don't think they expected a whatever, I don't know what the final score was, 30 points, but they truly dominated uh, Miami. And one real question here for Miami going forward is we have seen their offense at times struggle and just really slow down. And I think you saw that tonight. Jimmy was good again, being aggressive, trying to keep them in it. And apart from probably Gabe Vincent, I don't think they really had much else. Bam didn't do anything of significance in this game. I mean, Who? Bam sort of... Who'd you say? Bam. He's playing? <laughs> it, it didn't It didn't seem like it out there anyway. No. Um, and then you saw Spolstra went for Duncan Robinson. At that point, the game was over anyway. But I think he was like, can anybody get anything going here for us? Because they didn't really have it. So, uh, and as Tass mentions there, without PJ Tucker, certainly... For the remainder of, of this game, going forward, who knows if he's going to be playing there in game three. But that's the one thing. I think that if the Celtics can get their offense going a little bit early like this, it makes it harder for if the Heat have to play catch up. We know they can sort of, they can they can pl- play from the front, but I'm not sure they can play from behind. So great, uh, very, very dominant, impressive performance from uh, pretty much everyone from the Celtics. I thought Peyton Pritchard again gave him some decent minutes out there. He's a feisty character. Um, they tried to pick on him, but again, didn't really matter at that point because uh, the Celtics were largely home at halftime of this one. Yeah, well, yeah, they were up 25 points at half, which was the largest halftime lead for the Celtics in a road playoff game in history, (laughs) excluding bubble games. Uh, The bubble doesn't count, uh, according to the Celtics books. But yeah, they finished the game up 25 in the end, 127-102. Trey, what'd you see? What'd the Celtics do differently besides hit a bunch of fucking threes? Oh, that was the key. They made nine threes in the first quarter. They passed the ball instantly. Uh, They made quick reads. They trusted the ball movement, and they didn't force anything. It was like they were the Celtics again. They just needed to go through game one, getting off to a quick start, uh, and then seeing it go the other way to kind of realize that, yeah, we got to do this together as an ensemble rather than soloist. And that's exactly what it was. They got so many open shots that it felt sustainable, even when they were hitting, you know, nine for their first 11 or whatever the actual numbers were. So that turnaround there was huge to me. Smart was obviously major, just being uh, a playmaker for himself. You know, 22 shots, I think, is also a key part of the stat line, too. You know, he's got to take a lot of shots to get to his points, but he did it. And uh, and I love, you know, just the... He pushes them to the limit a little bit, and the Celtics sort of need that because there are so many times I feel like that they would get away with maybe over-penetrating a little bit or maybe trying to force a pass a little bit, but sometimes you have to have that recklessness that daring to actually get the open shots and they were obviously able to generate a ton of good looks the tucker thing is weird because i thought he was uh really struggling in this game he ended up in way too many short roll situations where he's the guy trying to make a floater in the lane and that's not his game he missed three or four just like little dinkers and dumpers where you would like to see bam being the guy in that situation attacking the rim since he's such a Uh, more prolific finisher inside. So it went about as good as it could go for the Celtics in the first quarter, and the Heat were never able to recover, unlike in game one. 
Tess, I mean, I don't even know where to go next because it's just such a blowout. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're doing the that late It was a really boring show. game, yeah. That yeah, was horrible. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it was Celtics terrible after the pumped. first quarter. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, the Beantown boys are, are ecstatic. Yeah. Both the ones in attendance, I mean, they're they're chanting away, turning around. I love when, like, you're on the road and you've got the uh, road team jersey on and you're up big. You get to point at all the other people wearing <laughs> the same jersey as you. There was a lot of that going on, and, and mm. they should rightfully be doing that because they were crushing the home team, who was then leaving early. Get the hell out of there. I was actually surprised some of the fans stuck around for as long as they did because yeah, no uh, it stayed basically 20 points uh for a good chunk of the second half. Um, but yeah, I don't know any other notes that you even have on it, Tass. I thought, I guess one I'll add just defensively from the Celtics, and the real reason is because Smart and Horford are back, is like they just adjusted their pick and roll coverage because you have mainly Smart out there where we can switch things and just make that little window smaller for all the ball handlers on the heat, and they could never get Bam unlocked uh, and in the middle because they just did a great job of always switching and they're great defenders. And we saw the best defense in the league for at least months uh, looking a lot more like they uh, did in the regular season than maybe in that game one when they were missing these guys. Well, I will say the Jeff Van Gundy was on Jimmy Butler to score from the beginning of the game. And really, uh, Jimmy Butler you know, ended with 29. And if you look back to game one, uh, Jimmy had 41 and he didn't score at the beginning of the game. He kind of took it easy at first. Tyler Hero came in and scored. But I'm kind of with Jeff Van Gundy if the Celtics are going to be able to take away Tyler Hero like they did tonight with Al Horford playing up on him. I think that was a difference with Al Horford coming back. And if Bam is sort of invisible, uh, Jimmy has to be bigger than 29 points, which is uh, you know kind of odd to say. Like He had a nice follow-up game to his 41. Uh, and I, I do remember tracking his 40-point games through the bubble and through this year's postseason. Usually he follows it up with something that ain't even close to 29. Looking back, it's it's been through his four 40-point games prior to his last one. He followed it up with 13, 22, 20, and 23. This 29 was a great follow-up, but looking at this offense and, and the way they're playing the Celtics team that gets it from everywhere, he is going to have to be big uh, earlier, I think, because uh, he can't be picked on defensively, uh, so he can be out there longer than Tyler Hero, and uh, he can get his buckets. So uh, I'm a little bit worried about this offense if Bam is going to be a six-point guy. Uh, I think that's probably the focus has to be on him a little bit. The Celtics have such a good defense, and they can take away Tyler Hero to some degree, but Bam should be able to the score so yeah the jimmy bam combination of things has to be bigger i guess is what i'm getting at so the celtics get the split here lily mm. um how you holding up by the way you, you, you all right you in the basement yeah, I'm in the basement. Yeah, honestly fine other than um i was hoping maybe the adrenaline of the game would have like uh energized me a little bit but uh gotta be honest half time i was like I sort of thought when you sent the Slack message i thought i wonder if we're going to wait to the end of the game for this one or if we're just going to get up early because uh I mean, there's no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got cooked at home in the first half. Absolutely cooked. <laughs> Lot, much cooked. Much cooked. These ba- these beans were baking early. I'll say this. Uh, I think the Celtics, despite Robert Williams, I feel like is playing pretty okay. They look better to me when Grant Williams is playing. And I think that that was maybe a huge part of why they fell off in the second half of game one is that he was struggling in game one. And, couldn't really stay on the court, so, you know, they went with Derek White a little bit more. So, 
I don't know. To me, this seems like more of a Grant Williams series. The pairing with Grant Williams and Horford, that's tough to stop, but also still pretty mobile. Made P.J. Tucker look like the slowest guy out there, which that was Daniel Tyson game one. So, uh, you know, Horford back, smart back, more and better production from Williams. I think we're big time in this uh, in this one. Yeah, and they even get Derek White back, uh, most likely in game three, which it would reduce Peyton Pritchard's minutes. And I know Pritchard had a good night offensively, and he did the too small, but uh, he can be too small on the floor. And they weren't able to go pick on him like they did in game one, which they went to him over and over and over again, and Butler punished him. But I think that'll be part of the game plan in, in game three if they do play him. I think Derek White's a, a, a better option, even though, you know, Pritchard's on fire for him. Well, that's the thing. I, I think Pritchard's probably gives him a bit more offensively in terms of shooting the ball, but obviously defensively White is uh, is, is a better option. Uh, although Jimmy kind of has his way with pretty much whoever he wants out there. But, you know, that's two games, though, from the Heat that they, they haven't really had a second, you know, really standout guy, I don't think. I mean, uh, it, was, it was Jimmy in game one, fantastic performance, but... Tyler Hero didn't do anything for them again tonight. Uh, I thought he had plenty of opportunity. He had a great block that was called a foul, but uh, <laughs> offensively, uh, you know, he hasn't really been able to get it going. So that that is going to be the question for Eric Spolstra in Game Three: is like, where's that sort of second and third real solid offensive option coming from? Oladipo, you know, he's out there battling away, but he's not quite being able to, to deliver that. And so, you know, that's a question if Bam isn't um, isn't really giving them too much. I mean, athletically, he's great. They can throw the lobs and things like that, but they need someone who can actually go and get a bucket, which they haven't had so far in the first two games. On today's podcast, Trey went through the last 10 seasons of conference finals and handed out the... Uh, you know, be it Magic Johnson in the West or Larry Bird trophy in the East to the uh, MVPs of the conference finals, Bam got one, right? In, uh, <laughs> what right. was it, 2020 in the, in bubble, the bubble versus bubble the Bam. Celtics. Yeah. And you said the stats were insane. I forgot, I don't have them off the yeah. top of my head, but it's it was like something 22 like... 22 and 11 and five assists. Five, yeah. yeah. And now, but what's the big difference? Uh, you know, Time Lord, uh, you know, not from what I can remember, playing obviously a ton in that series. Did he even play in that series? Yeah. Um, I'm sure he did, but it wasn't the same. Sure. Uh, Right now, he's he's handling Bam, uh, and all the entire Celtics team are, and I think it's uh, both their defense uh, and how they operate, and then, yeah, Bam's got to be a little more aggressive here. We'll see what Spolster does to try and unlock him and and what they can do. Um, Back to that hero play, Lee, where he got called for the foul while blocking Smart from behind. Uh, I guess the official's saying there was some contact to the head, but Mm. obviously the block itself was clean. But didn't it do Miami a favor because yeah. the ball went right to the Celtics and Pritchard had a layup? And it's like, it's like on one hand, they have to be pissed about it because they're like, that's not a foul. But they're like, oh, well, I guess maybe he'll miss the free throws. So maybe it's a good foul for us yeah. uh, instead of a layup from Pritchard. But I think the free throw. I wonder why I didn't challenge that one, though, Spolstra. I mean, maybe because it's early in the game, I'm guessing. But uh, I mean, there was maybe some incidental contact, but that would have been overturned, I think, on review because it was clean on the block. And it was like Tyler Hero chasing down. Like, they should just say, yeah, okay, that's a clean block. Who cares? You know. <laughs> I guess. I guess, uh, I guess what you lose is uh, a little momentum. Tyler Hero's making defensive plays. You know, you get the energy going, even though Paint Pritchard what, definitely what would have scored. They just would have scored. Yeah. Wow. At least Tyler Hero's playing defense. I, mean, yeah. I guess, yeah. I mean, I mean, was, for the most part, he's getting picked on when he's out there. They yeah. hunted him a lot more, I thought, in this game, too. Uh, the Celtics did. But, uh, oh, man, get hey, your cat is wild tonight, Trey. Wilbur just really wants some camera time here. <laughs> yeah, I got a cat. <laughs> yeah. This cat lives on this table, it feels like. 
<laughs> There's one person awake, man. Uh, <laughs> Who else is he gonna go to? Yeah. Does a cat never sleep? No, a cat always sleeps. <laughs> Interesting. Except for when you want it to sleep. That's right. Like, <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. We had uh, we had yeah. Cosmo this morning. He wanted to get some FaceTime too for the show. Uh, in the in the classic factory now, Wilbur's like, hey, well, if Cosmo's on, I mean as well. Cosmo is JD's dog for those mm. that have no yeah. idea what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> this is how boring this game was. This is a note I wrote down. Has PJ Tucker ever been clean shaven? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, yeah, not because I'm just guessing. I can I can imagine it. Really? I he can feels I'd like imagine such... a fresh faced PJ. I know he's had like more prominent facial hair, but. Even like now, PJ Tucker, he sort of has, he has like the permanent five o'clock shadow. Uh, and I was just trying to think of like clean face Tucker. That's <laughs> so what I wrote down. Tell Boring this point. game was. No, it's a good, yeah. but hey, it's not a bad point. You get, yeah. Every note is a good note. Or there are no bad notes, I guess is what, is what yeah. No, I, I can see him. It's a good point though. Wow. We need to find a photo yeah, uh, find of a photo. clean shaven NBA PJ Tucker. It's got to be Tucker. in the league. I meant, I, I meant in the league. Yeah. yeah, he's been around. He's been around for a while. Um, Skeet, so what did, what did you mention about the, the Celtics Heat fans going at it? Well, just, you know, when you're on the road and your team is killing it and you see, like, the, you got the green Celtics jerseys there and there's, like, three or four of them together and then they're turning around, finding the other Celtics fans that are eight rows back behind them. They're pointing. I saw a guy mm. giving a thumbs up. One guy was, like, eating chicken fingers, so he just gave a thumbs up, like, to the, to the Celtics fans ahead of him. I like that. And then they had, like, a little... There was a little bit of a chant going, I think, uh, from the Boston faithful there. Yeah. Uh, you know, all, all spread out. Yeah, right yeah. I think yeah. Mike Breen alluded to yeah. that, that. They, yeah. they started a, you know, let's, let's, let's go Celtics Beans, or beans. We yeah. love yeah. beans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic Beantown Boys chant. <laughs> yeah, because the Heat responded. With yeah, the let's go Heat chant. One right. of those situations where you're in your regular. That's, that feels like a regular season situation. That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. And you know who that wouldn't happen to? What team that wouldn't happen to? We talked about it today. The Calgary Flames. I'm showing you right now. <laughs> Wait, look, there we go. Look at that sea of red in game one, Skeets. Wow. Not an Oilers wow. jersey to be seen. Everyone's wearing red. They don't let Oilers fans in there. I heard the, uh, the people working <laughs> at the front. No, people working at the front, they go, hey, who are you cheering for? Edmonton, get out of here. Get out. Yeah, they, they, they just do a ticket. voice check. Yeah, get out. I oh, can't you believe it took this long to talk yeah. a little hockey here. What, what was the action tonight? Uh, what kind of action did we have tonight? <laughs> we had uh, Tampa Bay Lightning versus Florida Panthers. Oh, heartbreak all around in Miami. Did you know Florida Panthers are located in Miami? Found out on Wikipedia tonight. I <laughs> 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 was not sure. Uh, but they lost. they lost in the last five seconds of the game. Wow. A one-timer Kucherov. Wow. To Colton. That was a beauty. What a beauty pass. You can't Wayne sleep Gretzky's on the NHL office. playoffs. No. Yeah, the NHL playoffs are kicking the NBA's playoffs ass right now. That's the truth. We're not, and I, don't, I, I hate to see it. I, I, I don't like watching this much hockey skeets. I don't yeah. like knowing multiple players on multiple teams. I, gotta, you, I liked having one team. I like being a Flames guy. It's cool. They got a lot of different size guys out there, which I thought was cool. It's <laughs> real. Giant guy, little guy. Nintendo ice hockey. Nintendo ice hockey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you score 
a game-winning goal in hockey in the final second, or as the buzzer goes, is that they, they do they call it a skate off? That's a skate off. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's got to be a skate off. Really. <laughs> a skate off goal. <laughs> it's a skate off goal. Probably. Yep. Uh, any other notes, Lee, on this one? Honestly, no. Uh, no. Really, really good for the series. I'm, I'm glad for the series that it's one one. Yeah. Um, you know, super dominant, impressive performance from the Celtics, and uh, I mean they they were down they were down double digits I think in the first uh, you know what t- five minutes or so there, and then before you knew it they they in fact I nearly got the Richie Benno uh, meme going again <laughs> there Trey because they were they had a seventeen zero run I thought oh yep. if they can get just get any sort of combination of twenty and two or twenty two and oh anything like that I was ready to go so I had to hit you with the uh, the Grant Williams P J Tucker. There's a lot of roast beef when uh, Grant Williams backed him down at one point and uh, scored. I mean, that's all I had. That's all that was out there last uh, tonight. <laughs> Wasn't there a twenty-three to four run or something like that at some point? Well, that was probably it. Was probably part of that, but there was no. You know, you need the twenty-two. Yeah, you need twenty-two. Just the solid <laughs> cues. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. <laughs> I got you. Okay, look. Uh, you know, this was uh, like game one. And that dominant third quarter from the Heat. This was a blowout victory here from the Celtics. Uh, even earlier in this game, great bounce back. Everybody played well again. Like Tatum, you know, he didn't even have to do a ton tonight. But 27, 5-5. Five and five. You guys talked about him moving the ball quicker. That was smart. He hit four threes. I thought Jalen Brown right from the jump was aggressive, looking for a shot. He was hitting threes early. He finished with 24-8 and eight, uh, on 9-17 shooting. We already talked about Marcus Smart. And then you had Al Horford. Oh, Al Horford back out of health and safety protocols with... Uh, 10 points, didn't miss a shot, and uh, chipped in a little bit. Three boards and three assists, and, and everybody playing well for uh, for the Celtics off the bench as well. So, 1-1, one, one, uh, three consecutive blowouts, though, when we do these late shows. <laughs> so, it might be the late shows. Yeah. I don't know. It's been three straight nights of the conference finals. All these games have stunk. And, Lee, you already called it. Tomorrow night's Friday. There's a game on, of course. Don't generally do a, a, a late-night Friday night show, let alone even a Saturday show. It'll be the it'll be the best game of all time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can just go ahead and lock that in that Warriors Mavs will end on a Luka, a Luka or a step Steph, back, yeah. Uh, yeah, step back three to win it. Um, so yeah, you can, we'll just talk that into existence uh, mm. right now. Okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take our first break. We're not done here uh, on the drop because we're gonna hit the beach, oh, answer a few uh, of your questions that you guys sent in. We still have tweet of the night from Tassie, and we have the rapid fire questions. And Lee's got some fun ones for us. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. 
All right, back here, Drop Podcast. We're in the yard. Everybody's at home. It's late here on a Thursday night. We need to pick it up a little bit. Lily's yawning away over there. His eyes are getting heavy. Let's hit the beach. Let's do it, JD. Yeah, beach stepping. It's been a while. Send in your questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at nodunksing. Hell, you know what? For one night only, you drop a great question right now here in the stream team, we might get to it. I love it. Now is your time to shine, people. Um, But while we wait for the stream team questions, if we get to any of those, uh, first one here. I will read it. It's a quickie. It's from Andrew in Ottawa. Huh. Are the Senators are uh, they, they alive? Are they in the uh, NHL postseason? No, probably not. <laughs> no. Okay. Not um, since Andrew. Valerie Bure retired. Mm. Um, Andrew wants to know. Myself. It is an NBA-related question. <laughs> Who are your top five underperformers so far this postseason? Yeah. Let's shit on some players here, Trey. Who hasn't lived up to the hype? Who you got? Yeah, yeah. I went through. I put together a top five, Skeets. You got to go top five. That's what was asked for. That's the only way we talk about numbers around here. Here's my top five underperforming players. Some from just first round teams. It was If it was a disappointing performance. Some for, you know, prolonged slacking, if you will. Okay. All right. First slot goes to Trey Young. Probably the most surprising numbers I saw when I was looking back at things. I knew it wasn't a great series for the Hawks against the Heat, but it was worse than I thought. 15 points per game for Trey, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, and 6 turnovers per game. Shot 32% from the field, 19 from 3, had more turnovers than made shots, more turnovers than assists. You know what his PER was for the series? Mm. Eight. Mm. Five. Five for Trey Young. That's crazy, especially considering Hawks went to the conference finals last year. Trey looked super comfortable under the bright lights. Uh, You know, obviously did hit a game winner uh, for the Hawks in in their one win. But after seeing how awesome he was in the playoffs in 2021, this was surprising to me that it went this poorly for Trey Young. So he makes the team. Also on the team, first round defeat as well, Donovan Mitchell. This one, I will admit, if I were doing a Lee Ellis rubric, has a lot of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Getting a lot of feel points on this one. Uh, Mitchell's numbers, okay, 25 points per game, which is fine. He shot 40% from the field, not great. 21% from three, very inefficient. But the problem for me with Mitchell is that he was coming off of uh, two playoff runs, averaging 36 per game and 32 per game. Major moments in both of those uh, playoffs. Uh, in 2020 and in 2021 then to just kind of have a dud I thought uh, in round one for the Jazz they had the cool alley-oop to win a game and then followed that up by getting completely blown out so there's a lot of bad vibes involved with uh, Donovan Mitchell making this team okay yeah raw numbers okay but uh, yeah their stats are across the board yeah way more inefficient and uh, yeah for a guy who Prides himself and should pride himself on the way he plays in the playoffs. Monster, monster couple of years these last two years. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge drop off. Yeah, and they lost in the first yeah. round to yeah. a team that didn't have their best player at the start yeah. of it. So yeah. that's brutal. Okay. All right. This one might be controversial. He only played three games in the playoffs. 37 year old Chris Paul. 
Oh, mm. wow. 36-year-old Chris Paul was legitimately awesome in the playoffs. <laughs> That's true. Had a 14 for 14 <laughs> game. Had a 28-point game in his last game as a 36-year-old. Then when he turned 37, Chris Paul went on to average nine points per game, three rebounds, six assists, and three turnovers. Was a completely different player from one age to the next. <laughs> and somehow thought, the Suns ended up I losing that I age series. was nothing but a number. I, I don't know. <laughs> Did the warranty expire? It, something strange happened. Um, and Chris Paul, obviously not the same player. And that was a problem for the Phoenix Suns. Oof. Mm. But yeah. only 37-year-old Chris Paul. 36-year-old Chris Paul. Great playoff moments. Yeah. Lee, Lee when, did you, when did your game change uh, from a particular age to a, a, <laughs> an older age, of course? I'm playing the best ball of my career right now, wow. to be honest wow. with you. Yeah. When, um, did you play, when did you play the worst ball of your career? Uh, at some point as a teenager there, you know, when uh, yeah, I cost my team a couple of Ws at times, trying to do too much, you know. <laughs> yeah. Dad was the coach. Oh, God. Trying to do too much out there. Get rid of the ball sooner. Nah, I want to go one on five. (laughs) We lost by 12. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. uh, Also making the team, I tried my best to not put him on the team. I was was trying to find ways around looking at the numbers, uh, rearranging things, you know, being generous with percentages, rounding up. But James Harden, you got to make the team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people in the stream team saying Harden's got to be on here. He's got to be on here. I was trying not to put him on. Uh, But honestly, in round two, James Harden, if you take out the end of game four when he was hitting (laughs) all of those step back threes, I think he had four threes in the fourth quarter. If you take out uh, his 18 points in the second half of that game, James Harden scored 14 points in the second half of six Playoff or five playoff games. Holy. Wow. He had three shots and three assists in the last two fourth quarters. <sighs> that's a, that's I tried to keep him off. Million dollars. I yeah. tried. No. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. come on. The numbers are okay. 17 and eight. He's setting him up. He was okay. At clinching against the Raptors. <laughs> he had that nice 31 point game. The step yeah, backs true. were dropping. People were saying, ooh, is James Harden back? Had to put him on. Had yeah, to do it. Yeah, he's got to be there. Pass no, no, uh, no arguments there. It's almost too good. It's just too good with Ben Simmons not performing in fourth quarters last year. You remember those screenshots? There's a bunch of zeros in the fourth quarters of that playoff series against the Hawks, and then this happens. Yep. It's too good. Yeah, and actually. Our emailer, Andrew from Ottawa, had Harden in the question. I took him out because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to influence anything. And uh, mm-hmm. I assumed Jimmy James would be in there. Come on. He's got he, he said. He Jimmy said, James. He said, I am going to Philadelphia because that is the situation where I am going to play my best basketball. That, that is going to be the best James Harden. I'm not going to be... 17-year-old Lee Ellis, I'm going to be 40-something. I won't reveal your age, 40-something-year-old Lee Ellis. And he said, uh, and then, uh, wow, um, something something happens in the postseason. It, and I don't, know if, I don't know what happened with Chris Paul. I mean, that's even a little bit more inexplicable. Something broke, something broke with the Suns. There, there's got to be a reason for that. Like why he just stopped looking at the hoop. I can't say it's just a quad contusion. There feels like there's something happened in that locker room or I don't know. That's an, that's an odd one, but Harden has shown this in postseasons past. 
All right, so, so far we got Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, 37-year-old Chris Paul, James Harden. We need some toughness on this team. Dylan Brooks, you're the last member. Oh, wow. Dylan Brooks? I didn't even think he'd be, like, uh, considered, a, you know, a talented enough player to really almost underperform. But, okay, let's hear the <laughs> that's, case. That's the thing, Skeets. Yeah, He's neck and neck with campaign for uh, the <laughs> most brutal role player of the playoffs so far. And the difference is that it's, like, two times the amount of Dylan Brooks you get than you would get of campaign. He's 13th in the playoffs for field goal attempts. And he's shooting thirty five percent. It's above him. It's Jalen Brunson, eleven All Stars, and then it's Dylan Brooks. So this was another one that's uh, it's a little bit for the memes, no doubt about it. Being mm-hmm. on uh, the podcast with Skeets, but also like I couldn't believe it <laughs> when I kept looking through and seeing how much license he has compared to you know other players who are struggling out there as well. And uh, he just never says no to the green light. And, I mean, misses two games in a series, yep. really, after the uh, yep. brutal foul. It took out a guy of the playoffs in Gary Payton II and then got suspended the game. I guess he had one, what, one good game in the last game, yep. really, where he scored. Um, okay, there's the team. Uh, hey, conveniently, no Chicago Bulls on that team. What happened? <laughs> uh, in the dishonorable mentions, there's a, <laughs> uh, there's a, I would have Drew Holiday. Struggled, uh, no doubt, in the Celtics series. Campaign. DeMar DeRozan. Um, wow. But he did have a nice 41-point game. Got the yeah, first playoff win in five years, so I can't be too bad. But yeah. he, uh, he he was playoff DeMar, and uh, Doc Rivers also is in <laughs> in the dishonorable mentions. Okay, it's a good list. Anyone uh, anyone you would add to it, Lee? Uh, D'Angelo Russell was pretty bad yeah, for the yeah. uh, wow, good Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, I just looked at his numbers here. He averaged 12 points. He shot 32% from the field, 38 from three. And uh, 48% from the free throw line. Uh, he didn't get there a ton, but I mean, mm-hmm. 48% is terrible for him. And he had combined fouls and turnovers, almost as many as assists as he Yikes. had. So uh, they needed something from him and uh, they got virtually nothing from him in the playoffs. Tass, anybody else? I think Kyrie can be uh, in the honorable mentions. I, he started with that 39-point game in that first game that was a heartbreaker to the Celtics but you know the Celtics broke the Brooklyn Nets after that game and uh Kyrie yeah Kyrie kind of faded there's some numbers there uh, overall but after that game he was 10 16 and 20 and he just wasn't Kyrie you know top 75 talk he should be on there and then uh you know this is prime Kyrie if, uh, we expected a longer series than that okay let's hear from everybody in the stream team everybody listening and watching later uh who else has underperformed in the playoffs so far let's slip in this question here from the stream team uh james he wants to know would you rather a cranky zach zarba or an overly affectionate tony brothers <laughs> uh, take a second think about it cranky zach zarba tass or uh overly affectionate tony brothers <laughs> i don't have to think about it i i don't want a cranky zach zarba okay <laughs> give so, me a loving tony <laughs> Please. Okay. And overly uh, affectionate. He's so he's like, he's, yeah, he's like, he's yeah. Too, he's too touchy feely. Though. He is, like, well, yeah, sounds like it. Tone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Wilbur's back. Uh, and how do you answer that one, Trey? Uh, <laughs> I think I want an affectionate Tony as well. The power of touch. It's one of my love languages. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, back to an actual question. This one's from Pistol Pete. 
Uh, what's up, no dunkaroos? While watching Suns Mavs game seven, <clears throat> I couldn't stop thinking about how much money was spent on the tickets at that game. I honestly thought the Suns were going to win leading into the game. That's got to be one of the worst game seven home losses of all time. What is your most regretful ticket purchase of all time? Again, that question from Pistol Pete. Who wants to get us started on this one? Uh, I can, yes. Um, <laughs> Sir, have at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, are you, why are you asking? Like You're asking it as a question yeah, back to me. I, I can, I've, yes. I've got, I've, got, uh, I've got actually, I actually have the ticket. I have okay, well, this my, is great. my most regrettable ticket. Um, okay. And it's here. It's right here. Okay. So uh, this what, was... What, you got to explain it for the listeners. Wow. Yeah. So the 2006 World Cup in Germany, I, I should have gone. And, I, and you know, I didn't. I didn't go. I just... I don't know why I didn't go. I was single. I was living in Toronto. And I was like, I'm going to watch Australia in the first World Cup since 1974. And I'm like, this is going to be great. And they beat Japan. We were down 1-0. We came back, beat them 3-1. We uh, lost to Brazil 2-0. We tied with Croatia. We made it through to the next round. Yep. We played Italy. Italy cheated us out of a game. And Italy went on to win the World Cup. So technically, Australia finished runner-up at the World Cup. But technically, we won it because Italy beat us by cheating. So right. 2010 in South Africa, I said, that's it. No matter what, I'm going. I am going no matter what. So I bought tickets. I got yep. the ticket confirmation. And I was still living in Canada. And I was like, wow, is it expensive to fly to South Africa? <laughs> <laughs> Bought the ticket first. Figure it thought, out later. Because I always have this thing. If you, if, you, if you spend the money, you're like, right, I'm committed now. I'm committed. So I've got the ticket. I've got two tickets, Australia versus Germany first round. And I'm like, ah, this is going to be great. And then looking to try to get there, it was like $8,000 just to get there. And then it was, uh, you know, accommodation was just ridiculous as well. So I was like... I can't go. I cannot go. I can't go. I've got tickets and I can't go to the World Cup. It's just too much. I was just married at the time. We were saving for a house and started thinking about starting a family. I'm like, I might just drop uh, twelve to 15000 on a two-week <laughs> two trip out here to, uh, to South Africa. Anyway, <clears throat> turns out, obviously, I didn't go. And I remember our first game was against Germany. I was watching it with James Sharman at the score. And I said... Uh, I said, look, you know what? Germany's a tough first round game, but um, we played really well in 2006. We, we, we did a great job, ironically, in Germany for that World Cup. So we're not going to lose 4-0 or anything like that. I, I remember saying that specifically. Uh, we lost 4-0 to Germany. Uh, <laughs> Tim Cahill couldn't pop one? No, nobody oh. could pop one uh, oh. in uh, 2010, unfortunately. So... Uh, I kept that ticket for a little bit of a, a, mo, a momentum and uh, yep. I never thought I'd use it for something like this, but there you go. My, I mean, regrettable, I mean, I regret I didn't go. I, I mean, I don't regret having How much ticket. was the ticket? Well, I can't honestly remember. This, this, is, this is a ticket. Couldn't have been cheap. No, no, I mean, no, it wouldn't, no. It wouldn't have been cheap, but um, yeah, it, it says this is to certify that Lee, as the main applicant, has purchased the following tickets. Two tickets, category three, Germany versus Australia, first round. So, I mean, imagine I'd spend all that money and watch us get pounded 4-0. That, that would be 10 times worse yeah. if you had yeah, paid 10 Gs to go group. watch them lose 4-0. Yeah. Yeah. We, we lost every game in that, um, that one anyway. So, uh, but, I but, then, but then again, here's the counter to that. Lee Ellis gets his ass over there to uh, the World Cup. They probably win. 
Probably, you know. It's on you. Probably. It's on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah uh, I should I should have gone to uh, Germany in 2006 and I didn't. <laughs> oh, keep you up all night. You have a, a similar one to that, Skeets, where you didn't purchase tickets, but you still regret not going to the Winter Olympics. Uh, that's right. That's right. I mean, that's just a straight up, I regret not going to the Vancouver Olympics when it was uh, when it was over there, especially having friends that lived out there. Looks like the time, it was the time of their lives. They said it was the best party for two weeks that you can uh, think of when mm-hmm. it's right in your own city. And uh, I could have went and stayed with them. Yeah, big time. It's, it's all right. You'll go to another Olympics. You'll just do it harder because uh, no. you didn't go to that one. Uh, my answer, though, is an actual movie. I think I've said this before. Only movie I've ever walked out of the theater for was a 1999's Bringing Out the Dead <laughs> with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> where he's like uh is, is he a vampire you know, he's, uh, pa- he's a par- no he's a paramedic oh, okay like uh, yeah it's uh, i wasn't in the right I, I think it's martin scorsese uh and i just wasn't well, in is. the right uh, headspace and i just remember i forget who i was with actually uh and we were like no we weren't feeling it and we were like you want to go and we're like yeah let's go never walked out of a movie besides that one so uh, I regret that ticket. JDU, did you see that movie? Did you like it? I saw it. Uh, I did not. Luckily, I did not go to the <laughs> theater to see it. So I was uh, happy about that. I don't think I finished watching it, though, actually. So I did oh, the old. Uh, so I'm not missing anything. Pop oh. it out of the Betamax, you know. That's, that's <laughs> the, oh, no. the walkout. Yeah, it was, uh, it's not good. Uh, Martin Scorsese, sometimes a little hit and miss, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, guess, I, I guess so. I, well, I checked in getting ready for this. I was like, what What type of ratings does this have on Rotten Tomatoes? It's like 72 and 70. Really? You know, for the, for the audience. And, yeah, I was like, that's not that bad, I guess. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll fire it up. I got an answer for this one to a show that I actually yep. went to. It was 1989, uh, and I bought scalped tickets <laughs> to go see the Rolling Stones Steel Wheels Tour. Okay. So they, you know, they launched this tour. They called it the Steel Wheelchair Tour because they were so old, right? Mick Jagger. This is 89. This is 1989. Mick Jagger was Lee's age right now. Yeah. And everybody was like, and I, and I paid, and the, the tickets themselves were like 36 bucks or something like that. I think I paid 70 bucks. For right. two, or like 140 bucks for two of them. And the concert was fine. But it's just like, this is our last chance. We're never going to see these guys ever again. <laughs> They're still touring. Ah, uh, yeah. How many shows have they played since that show in 1989? Literally thousands. Literally thousands, thousands of shows. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Did you ever see them again, is the question? No. No. <laughs> okay. They stopped touring. Yeah. <laughs> right? In your You're mind, like they stopped touring. Tass, what do you got for this? No, JD filled in for me. I don't have a good one. Uh, no. Never never regretted anything. <laughs> I regret this show right now, if I'm being completely honest. It was 1989. My thoughts were short. My hair was long. Caught somewhere between a boy and a man. <laughs> she was 17, and she was far from in between. It was summertime in North Michigan. <laughs> 
Uh, Trey, Trey, do you got an answer? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna regret going to see Avatar two in theaters. <laughs> You're gonna go see it? I I got a feeling I'm gonna. Yeah, me oh, too. Wow. I got to. It's gonna it's gonna, have, it's gonna have hype around it. People are like, you gotta see it in theaters, man. I'll be like, yeah, you're right. You do. You gotta see it. And then I'll leave. I'll be like, this is this is what happened with the first Avatar. I didn't want to see it. You got me to see it, and then I didn't want to see it anymore. But I can't wait to regret seeing it. Yeah. Uh, you got to be careful though. I can't remember if you were there, but the first Avatar. Uh, was the infamous Kokatar, where oh, yeah. Matt got a coke spilled on him uh, at the uh, theater? I could, were you there? I, no, I, no, no, I, no, no, you weren't there. there yeah, uh, yeah Kokatar happened. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful if you do go see it. Yeah. Uh, and JD, you're in. You're watching it too. Big oh street. yeah, yeah. You know, Rachel's oh. big, big Avatar fan. She loves it. So really, uh, yeah. All right. Rewatch? She likes the Rewatch? Uh, she likes the little uh tentacle sex or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you gotta believe it. Linking up the yeah. talking that they do basically. I had yeah. to paint myself uh. blue for a year after that movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> I just blew myself. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. We got one more break, but you know what? Let's just do tweet of the night right yeah, now. Sure. Fire it up, JD. Yeah, let's do it. Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. I gotta make up a tweet of the night. You guys <laughs> have to go watch Avatar 2 and do a film session. No problem. <laughs> that was the tweet of the night. Now, I just made that up because we're gonna do a film session of Avatar 2. Of course we are. Oh, God. We have to. They've been working on Avatar 2 <laughs> since the Rolling Stones last tour. Of course you have to watch it. Everybody has to watch it. You have to. Did it's you like of, the first one, Tass, or indifferent whatever, to it? Whatever, yeah, whatever. It was yeah. fine. I watched it. Didn't. Yeah, I. I whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's gonna be Avatar yeah. 2's tagline. <laughs> Avatar two. Whatever. You know, if it's something you flick on and, and you're watching without expectations, like like you have zero expectations, like you know, it's something that you're watching at home. Like you just turned on a movie on the on the old tube. Feels good. That's, good. that's that's the expectations I'm going in. Anyways, I have a real tweet. Okay. Uh, God, it feels good to do tweet of the night at night. Just feels so good. Um, now you guys might want to be jokey. I know we're getting a little loopy here, but it's basketball serious. So get back in basketball mode for a quick GIF. Okay. It's from the King from LeBron James. He was watching hoops this evening. Oh God. And he said. As he has been the last few few weeks, he comments earnestly. And I like that about him. He said, the illegal screening in our game is crazy. Needs to be a point of emphasis. Do we need to talk about officiating? Now that I read this tweet, I'm not happy I chose this tweet. <laughs> but uh, I will say, you know, you guys don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it at all. That he's right. There are no rules when it comes to moving screens. Moving screens are... You know, pretty boring and mundane to talk about, but uh, something they do have to clean up. <clears throat> I'm not sure if it was one particular play he was talking about where P.J. Tucker gave a little uh, lower back massage to Jalen Brown before he <laughs> fouled, fouled Tyler Hero on Tyler Hero's uh, make and one. I, I, that wasn't a screen, though. I don't know what the rules are for a screen. I mean, it's just... It's uh, it's getting a little nuts. Um, and, and it's just something that isn't really talked about. It's just kind of there as a problem in the game but it's you know not not 
a point of emphasis, really. I can't remember it being a point of emphasis, even though it sucks. Colby here in the stream team says, uh, LeBron playing a little 5D chess. Yeah, mm. one step above 4D chess or 3D chess. I guess two above 3D chess. Uh, prepping for his athletic decline by uh, getting this out there, getting ahead of it. Mm. And, smart, uh, smart. Wow. I mean, if anybody would uh, think that far ahead, maybe it is Bron. But hey, when he uh, speaks, people listen. So maybe he's tired of these people running into him with these screens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Lee. Any thoughts on LeBron's tweet there? Well, is he right? Does like Tass said, got a bit of a point. Like, what is a moving screen? What isn't? Why do you call it sometimes? You don't others? Feels like you can get away with a lot. Yeah, it's the same with the travel. It just sort of depends on the night and the referee. But there was a, a Robert Williams. I think the very first play of the third quarter got called for a, a screen out of bounds when he was like barely, his foot was barely out of bounds. And that was kind of like, you're up 25, who gives a shit? We're going to call this now type of call because that sort of stuff happens all the time as well. So uh, I, it's it's just weird for LeBron to say that now. I, I mean, there wasn't anything egregious, you know, in any of the games recently that I've seen that he would, that would prompt that, you know? So he was also tweeting stuff about how he's a bit alone right now and uh, he's got nothing to do. So <laughs> I think, I think that's probably where it's he's come just from. He's going he, through it right now, is he? Yeah. He's, Cause he's usually, well, you know, yeah, he's usually playing at this time of the year and uh, he's been off for, you know, a lot of weeks really, when you think about it. So maybe he's just kind of bored and he's just like on his phone and he's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw something out there that doesn't really have any, no, no specifics behind it. I'm just going to say a, a massive generalization, which will get the people talking, and uh, it's worked. We're talking it's about worked. it. Worked. Yeah. Tweet of the night. Well done, yeah. Bron. He's probably watching right now. What's up, Bron? Jump on. Yeah. Fire. Uh, share right. the streamyard link with him, JD. Yeah, he's having. A if he's that bored, on. why don't you come hang out with us? Yeah. Talk you think, avatar. You think his email address is lebronjames at gmail dot com? <laughs> Uh, no, King it's James. probably King James, uh, yeah, King James at LeBronJamesFoundation.com yeah. or something like that. Yeah. We're going to spam it during the break. We're going <laughs> to try every combination. Just send a link. Hop in. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's take, uh, let's take one more break. And when we come back, Lee, you got some rapid fire questions for us. Yes, I do. All right. These will be great. Don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, back here with NoDunks, the drop podcast. Late, late, late on a Thursday night. No, we've hit Friday morning. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, Just saw a tweet while we were uh, waiting during the ad break. Oh, you're going to use it for tweet of the night? No, no. Or, this would have been good, though. Yeah, we really got the people it. talking. Uh, 
The queen has eaten the same sandwich every day since she was a child. Do we got deets? We got deets on the sandwich? Hey, hey, chew on that for a second. Oh, nice. Baloney. Good call. Um, Yeah. No. no, Well, I could give you deets, but it's going to take me a while to watch this video. Uh, I guess uh, maybe a cucumber's involved. I don't know. But it's crazy. We got to try it. I know. The queen sandwich. I'm intrigued. Yes, it's right. Subway should have the queen sandwich (laughs) as an option. Hey, wouldn't she just say to one of her servants, like... Just, just throw something different in there tomorrow. I don't care. I'm not going to. Well, tell I think, anybody. I think the the chef would prefer to make something different, but she's wow, like, yeah. whatever the sandwich is, be it, yeah. I don't know, cucumber on bread or something. Those <laughs> crazy right. breads. If, if that's all it is, I mean, like, no, wow, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. overrated, overrated, being the uh, figurehead. <laughs> You what think, would oh. be acceptable to you? Yeah, what would be... A, yeah, that's a, a good question. A daily sandwich What's, that's, like, yeah. classy enough. <laughs> Something with avocado in it, for sure. Uh, <laughs> Very ritzy. I mean, um, look, you know, I'm trying not to eat meat, but chicken avocado sandwich is better than a cucumber lettuce sandwich or whatever she's eating. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what she's eating. I'm like literally joking because I saw a cucumber. Yeah, but the cucumber's video. the sort of thing. This guy's now convinced that the queen has eaten a cucumber sandwich every day since she was a child. That's how rumors start, Lee. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's wrap uh, up the drop. What? Okay. Yeah. What, ready? What, okay. What the hell is wrong with you? Uh, Rapid Fire Lee, you got the questions. Let's go. I do. Question one. A photo went viral on Wednesday which appeared to show Luka Doncic sipping on a beer only hours before game one of the Western Conference Finals. Turns out, though, that photo was from a long time ago. But still, you know what? You guys tell me about a time when you had a beer at a time that perhaps you shouldn't have skeets. I was going to tell the old JD Bamboo Boys mm. Vegas story, but I'm not. I feel like it's been shared before. Uh, I think my answer to this is it happens, uh, you know, every once in a while where I'll have a long run, like in, in marathon training right now. But I love to have a beer out on the porch when I come home. After after going to the classic factory with you guys <laughs> and, and punching out and taking my lunch pail home. And sliding off the back of a giant dinosaur, uh, I like to have a beer, and uh, and I'll have it, and then I'll be like, ah, oh, crap! Like I gotta go run ten miles. Mm. It doesn't matter. It mm. really, truly doesn't matter. But it's like I always feel weird. I'm like, well, I just had a beer, and now I gotta go run, which makes it, I guess, want to run it off. But it's uh, I don't I don't recommend in marathon mm. training <laughs> drinking before you go put some it? miles down, but. Yeah, so that's my answer. Man's got to have a beer. Uh, JD, JD. Yeah, it's it's really never happened. I was sitting with Rachel trying to come up with a time, and she was like, well, what about the time you, you fired that cab? Because I fired a cab one time because he was driving weirdly. He was on the phone, and I was like, I, wasn't dr- I was on my way to go drinking there. She's like, oh, yeah. Well, what about that time you got 
got in a fight with that guy. We were at the grocery <laughs> store. What are you talking about? And so and she's like, yeah, I guess you're right. That's never really happened. But it, I have over-consumed uh, Jack Daniels uh, one time before a show in Greece when I was uh, playing the drums, and I literally fell off the drum set onto my back, <laughs> like tits up, like feet up in the air, had to be helped up and then off of the stage. And... Uh, yeah, and I was uh, I was like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I can play, but I was obviously not okay. Intoxicated, um, yeah, yeah. But you know, so, it was it was great. Like I got the night roll. off. What's that? Yeah, that's rock and roll. You're like the Stones, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tassie. Uh, time I had uh, Saturday, I would say. <laughs> Went up to the cabin on Saturday. Now. I uh, got up there and I was uh, got up there a lot later than everybody else, so I think I felt the need to to have a couple to catch up for some reason. So I had one pseudo Sioux IPA, it's called. Uh, it was quite tasty, as a matter of fact. Uh, I was in a beer store earlier that day, and the uh, the buyer said, "Oh, this is the number one rated beer in the U.S. right now." I said, "Oh." You sold me. Sure. Whatever that means, the number one rated beer. But it was really good. It was an IPA without that really punchy in the face IPA sort of flavor. I had a Stone Cold Steve Austin IPA a couple of weeks ago. That punchy in the face. It was good. But this one was... Gave you a stunner. Yeah, it sure stomach. did. Anyway, so I had one one in Pseudo Sue. It, it was a big one. And then we were walking around the cottage and uh, Dave and Graydon said, oh, we're going to go get another one. So I said, oh, yeah, I, got, I, I need to get another one, too, just because we're walking around the cottage. We're going for a lay of the land as we were seeing the cottage. <laughs> so I needed to get a second one. But the second one just it just spiraled out of control. You had too much Jack Daniels. I had too much Johnny Walker after that. Oh, JD. yeah. Uh, so after that, yeah, it was, it's a dark cottage. Couldn't tell what I was pouring. Didn't know how much. I, it was just a heavy, heavy handed pour. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. But uh, yeah. pseudo Sue, it's good. Don't have too many though. Pseudo Sue—that's what it's called. Eh? Yeah. I did try it. You, uh, you, you let me try one, and it was—it was pretty good. Yeah, it was tasty. It was, for an IPA, I don't love IPAs, but you're right. It, it lacked that. Well, it lacked that shitty taste of an IPA <laughs> you know, somehow. <laughs> okay, number two here on Tuesday's show. Trey correctly pulled the Orlando Magic as the winner of the NBA draft lottery from a basket of Easter eggs. So, tell me when a time you just got lucky, Skeets. Uh, I'm going to play the sentimental card here. I got lucky going to the exact same school, enrolling in the exact same program, at the exact same time as two men here on camera, J.D. Tass, and a third, Matty O, uh, up in Toronto. I mean, just, you know, it's a, it's truly like, what if we don't overlap in this program, then there maybe is no podcast right now. Then I'm not sitting in front of my computer at 12.08 on a Friday uh, talking about Avatar and IPAs and uh, and somehow getting paid for it. So, yeah, that's my lucky answer. Mm-hmm. Really. Nice one. Uh, who's next there, uh, JD? Oh, now I got to talk about my cool parking job after that. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I'm interested. Well, I mean, it was uh, it was an airport run. Okay, this is a real cool story, bro. It was an airport run, uh, and I was like, we I, we parked the car at the at the uh, airport, and uh, it was just just a standard. This is always my plan: dump the family off, go park the car, get in the shuttle. You guys get in line. 
because we're, we're going to Canada. We had to check bags and stuff. You, you, you get in line, and I'll be back. But it never works out. But this particular time, Rachel was right. They were at the 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 agent. They had sat on this whole line. I had parked a car on the sixth floor. Had to take a shuttle, and just sidled up right next to her, right at that moment. It was like. She was very, very impressed, for one thing, so that was good. But it was just felt great. It was just like I beat the system, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. but, you know. Park. And I, and I took, at the time, I was like, I took full credit for it, but it was pure luck. Like, it just, I just happened to be the exact set of circumstances, like us all going to school at the same time together. Mm. But it could have been it a disaster. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. Mm. Nice callback. Nice callback. Tassie, when was the time you got lucky? Oh, uh, well, I could get all sentimental with my wife. I asked Danielle, when's the time I got lucky? Well, she said, with me, when you met me. Uh, come on. We've, done, we've gone down that road before. We've, we've told those tunes. Uh, when I bought my, uh, my Mach-E late 2021, cars cannot be bought right now. You've got, you're on a waiting list for eight months, ten months. Well... Uh, I was going from Ford dealership to Ford dealership, and uh, I got to one where the employee said, oh, yeah, we got two, a red one and a blue one. Which one do you want? Actually, it was a red one and a white one. But anyway, uh, that's a reference nobody got here. That's fine. Uh, Matrix? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> a different, that's a, a different red and blue one. I'll keep it a secret. Works two cars. Anyways. Um, yeah, so I was going to buy the red one, actually, and all of a sudden I get told, actually, this one just got bought. All right, well, I'm going for the white one. I bought the white one. It was great. Wow. But people yeah. are waiting, obviously, months, years for their uh, for their cars after they order them. So that was yeah. a lucky, lucky moment. Wow. Okay, last one here uh, on Thursday's show, which was... <laughs> he drops the wow. <laughs> on Thursday's show, which was yesterday's show, but it feels like today's show still, uh, yeah. we tried to figure out what an NBA hat-trick would be, and a few different suggestions were mentioned, but what would a day hat-trick be? What would it look like for you, Skeets? Oh, start off with a little no dunks uh, in the morning, uh, follow it up in the afternoon with a little no buffs, and then, hey, maybe do, uh, maybe do the drop at night, uh, you know, uh, just uh, call it a day there with uh, three podcasts. Could do no breaks. Maybe I'm featured on that one. Maybe they're uh, got a Canadian race or something. Sure. Uh, hey, you got to yeah. throw your hat now. That's, you've had that. You've had your hat yeah, trick day, yeah, so throw your hat. Off. Yeah. Not too tired to do that. Top Shot Hot Boy, I guess, could be there, too. Um, yeah, just just uh, just three podcasts, mm. three bangers, three classics in mm. one day in, in a twenty-four hour window. What about being a guest on someone's? You know, like Deuce yeah, sure. and uh, Deuce, Deuce and Mo. Mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three three <laughs> solid podcasts in one day. Mm. That's my that's my hat trick. Uh, JD. Yeah, uh, my answer is also three things. Uh, the the Gordie Howe uh, hat trick uh, rules here. The day, I'm always happiest if I do something fast, right? So whether I'm, you know, on my longboard, just cruising around or riding a bike or, you know, go-karting, something like that. So something fast, something delicious, right? Uh, Just a delicious uh, meal or appetizer or something, a snack. Uh, And then something funny, whether I'm watching comedy Mm. or uh, Mm. just hanging around. Uh, yucking it up here in the classic factory. Something, you know, you know what I mean. So something fast, something delicious, and something funny. That's my hat trick. Mm, nice, I like that. Nice, uh, Tassie. 
Take us home. Uh, well, when you said delicious, that that gets right to my soul, JD. I just want delicious fat foods all day. So my hat trick day would be comprised of three perfect carby meals. I'd start with stack of pancakes. I'd hit a pizza at lunch, and I'd hit pasta for dinner. It's triple peas, and that's a hat trick. And uh, I can't live like that, but. I really Tass, want to. Tass, you start uh, <laughs> training for some marathons. Right. You can carb load like that all you want. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah, great idea. <laughs> Pancakes, pizza, and pasta. The triple P. Wow. And a, pa- and a paps before I go out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a paps on the porch. Uh, before After you head a out. perfect park. Ah, there it is. There it is. What a perfect Uh, podcast it was. My goodness. Was it? You tell us. Uh, Thank you to everybody joining us live here. Uh, The reason we did this, I don't even think I explained it. I guess we did on a previous show. But uh, JD, you got a big graduation to attend on Friday morning when we usually record the show from your place. So uh, I assume you're still planning on attending the big graduation and hopefully seeing your son play in the band. Is that happening? Uh, uh, that is happening. I wouldn't call it a big graduation. He's gra- He's, they're not even calling it a graduate. They're calling it a moving on ceremony. So basically <laughs> wow. like, see ya. Good luck in high school. But, uh, but yeah, he is playing in the band and I was told that it was the jazz band, which is the elite. Right. But then he's, yeah. but then today he said, I think it's only the concert band. I was like, <sighs> okay, great. No, it's good. It's good. I want to go. I want to go. But uh, I would right. have enjoyed seeing that jazz band one last time. But anyways, uh, you know. Whatever. Sounds like this might be a regretful ticket uh, tomorrow. This, this time next year, I'll be I'll be recalled. This will be recalling this story for the thing I regretted, doing three shows in a day so I could go to my son's stupid graduation. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, very excited about it. Very excited to meet his girlfriend. Huh? Which is uh oh, wow. which is new, so yeah. Okay. These kids growing up, man. I don't know, man. These kids Holy, moving oh on. Oh my god, you, your <laughs> oldest kid. I saw him not too long ago. He's huge. Yeah. Like I knew he was tall, but now he's like jacked. Yeah. And it's like, what is going on here? Like, and you said he was getting into MMA and all that. It's like, yeah, god. he goes to jujitsu like three times a week. He wants to get boxing lessons, so that's the big fight in the house right now. Because there's Rachel's note. He's ready to he's ready to go at any time too. Because I jokingly when I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah. you know, I, oh yeah, I heard you're getting into MMA. I was like, come on, let's uh, you know, let's uh, grapple a little bit. He was literally standing up. Yeah. He was getting ready. And I was like, no, I'm Not just really, kidding, man. man. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm just kidding. We were at a farmer's market. And he's like, well, we can grapple here in your in your mom's you know art tent. He like, would. Oh, He'd relax. flip you. Yeah. He would flip you on your oh, ass. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. scary. I can't ground him. I yeah. can't. I have no recourse anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, excited to hear the uh, how the graduation goes, and congrats to uh, Jackson there. Guys, thank you so much for joining us live. Email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. And, uh, hey, nodunks merch available at 
nodunks.com. All right, Lily, we got to get you to bed, man. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do with your day tomorrow, though, Lily? We've got a fun run at school, actually, uh, for the for the boys that I, I wasn't planning on attending, but now I am. So, uh, oh, you got to crush a beer before you do that. Yeah, yeah in, in the schoolyard. <laughs> yeah, in the parking, there you go. Yeah. Shotgun. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm seeing the other parents. Hang on a minute. I just got a, I just got a shotgun one here. <laughs> Hold on. Can you point me to a porch? I got to drink this beer real quick. Yeah, dude. What was that? Who's the Steve? Uh, what's his name? Steve Austin. Doesn't he do two of them at once? <laughs> Two IPAs in the face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, actually, uh, a great story is our friend Joel McMillan once pulling up to a cottage, getting on the roof of his car, and blaring Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme song while smashing two beers and pouring them on his face. <laughs> It's a great video. I'm sure it's a great video. I thought about it this weekend, doing it at the cabin, but my car's too nice for that. <laughs> but, you, but you know how lucky you were to get that car? You can't ruin it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right, guys. Uh, embrace the uh, the morning, day or night. We'll see you soon.